2016 was another record breaker in terms of global temperatures, and it's part of a longer-term trend which has seen 15 of the hottest years on record occur since 2001. One victim of this warming is the Arctic, where sea ice is steadily retreating, which means that the habitats for species that live there are also radically altering. So are these organisms equipped to cope with the change? A new study in Nature reveals how one marine species used a genetic trick to achieve considerable resilience, as Thomas Mock from the University of East Anglia explains. Uh, with our study, we have provided first insights into the evolution and adaptation of phytoplankton, which are little plants floating in the ocean. And we selected um, to sequence one of their genomes. And it was a diatom. They prefer to live in nutrient-rich and cold water, and therefore their natural home are polar oceans like the Southern Ocean or the Arctic Ocean. Uh, in polar oceans, they are the base of the entire food web, including fish, birds, mammals like polar bears and whales. So if their diversity changes according to global warming, which is a significant concern, then the entire food web might change with consequences for human societies. And you said that you'd looked at the genome of these phytoplankton. Yes. Is that DNA sequencing? Yes. So what we uh, did, we um, selected one keystone species and we sequenced its DNA. And what we found is that they are very, very different to anything that was sequenced before, at least from the marine system. And those differences, are they, are they because of the cold and variable environment? Yes, that's what we think. The variability of the polar oceans has basically caused or shaped the genomes of these organisms. What we found is that their adaptation basically boils down to how they use their alleles. Alleles are different versions of the same gene. So in our genome, we have two versions of each gene. One is derived from the mother and the other one is derived from the father. They can be different from each other, which impacts how we look. So I can give you an example. For instance, the gene for eye color has an allele for brown and one for blue eyes. People can have two for brown, two for blue, or a mix of both alleles. And this mix of alleles is basically what we found in our polar diatom genome, but not only for a small number of genes, but for about 25% of all genes in the genome. These different versions are used under different environmental conditions. So the phytoplankton, in some sense, are switching on the genes that help them to survive given the current environment. Yes, that's right. They switch on different versions of the same genes in different ways. And this makes them able to cope with changing environmental conditions. Could you give an example of perhaps one of these particular alleles that you found specifically in the phytoplankton? Yeah, so one group of genes, we found the group of antifreeze proteins. And they are expressed and they are used whenever temperatures drop below the freezing point of seawater. These organisms live between ice crystals, this very, very extreme habitat with high salinities and very low temperatures. And they can cope in these extreme conditions very well because they have very different types of antifreeze proteins. Okay, so I'm just sort of putting myself in the shoes of, of one of these phytoplankton. If I'm happily floating about in the sea and then suddenly the sea freezes and I become trapped in sea ice, would I then sort of switch on this particular version of the gene, this protein, to allow me to survive. Yeah, that's correct. And this is what we actually tested in the laboratory. Uh, we simulated sea ice formation, and then we looked at how all the genes in the genome are expressed. Now that we know all of this, ultimately, how is this going to help us? What does this actually mean going forwards? 
So we hope um, our work can make predictions better about how polar organisms cope with warming. I mean, we have um, global warming and um, the most threatened ecosystems are polar ecosystems because they're very sensitive and we see a retreat of sea ice and so on. What we didn't know so far is how these organisms cope. What are the mechanisms that underpin how they can cope? And with our study, we can say that they have a very broad tool set. To me, it doesn't seem to be all doom and gloom. I think they are very resilient, to be honest. Based on our study, I would say they are very well equipped to cope with even global warming and loss, potentially also loss of sea ice.